Now we join Mark Weber for the first hour of Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, sir. How are you? Great. Do you like jalapenos? I actually love jalapenos. How yes. do you how do you like to eat your jalapenos? I prefer them pickled. I don't like them fresh. Is that right? Yes. Well, at my house right now, I have got a plethora of jalapenos at my house, and we're going to do all kinds of fun stuff with them this weekend. We're going to talk about jalapenos today in the garden kitchen, but more so, we're going to talk to you at 457-1290 as we begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHAO, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin what will be three great hours of radio right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk, and we would love to hear from you today. If you've got a gardening question about your trees, your landscape, your vegetable garden, your turf grass, um, whatever may be ailing your garden or you need advice about how to cut or prune a tree branch, or maybe you want to talk about how you should be mowing your lawn and lawn during this period of uh, the season. Um, we're going to be talking to everybody today at 457-1290. And Javon, I'm going to cross my fingers. Not just once, but twice. That the telephone lines today will work. Yes, they will work. Because otherwise, it will not be a good day. Because last week we did three hours of radio, I did, without any telephone contact except from people who were part of the program. So, Mark was quite tired by the time that was done. <laughs> so, folks, let's light up the lines today at 457-1290. Javon tells me that we are all systems go, and uh, I see the phone is already ringing, so we are in really good, 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 wonderful shape. I want to hear your voices today um, as we begin what will be three great hours of radio. Um, a little bit about myself as we begin this morning's broadcast. My name is Mark Weber. Um, I'm part of a really great organization called Mark Weber's Landscaping. You can learn about our business at WeberLandscaping.com. That's WeberLandscaping.com. Um, I have been involved in the industry for over 40 years. It's pretty a long time. Um, I enjoy what I do. Um, I'm a very passionate kind of guy. Um, I My education is, is pretty well rooted in a lot of a lot of academia. Um, I spent uh, nearly five years of my life studying um, horticulture at a place you may have heard of before called Ohio State University. Um, I am extremely proud of that education. Um, I received two degrees from the university, one being an associate's degree in, in uh, horticulture, and then I got an associate, a, a bachelor of science in horticulture, as well as in a minor in, of all things, agricultural economics, which I don't, I use it, but I always think it was funny. Um, so I'm, I also am kind of a numbers guy. I like to do a lot of comparative analysis with numbers because to me they make sense and they allow us to learn a little bit more about what we're facing. Um, I'm also a designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist. Um, I became a certified arborist around 2000, and uh, um, I'm, I'm unique, excuse me, 19, and it's hard to believe I say this, but it's in the 1990s, which seems like a million years ago. Um, and I became a board-certified master arborist around 2013, um, less than 2% of all the certified arborists. There's about 35, 40,000 from what I had last heard uh, arborists that are certified in the, in the in internationally. 2% of uh, uh, that 
are BCMAs or board certified masters. And uh, I am one of those. I'm also designated by the American Society for the Horticultural Sciences as a certified professional horticulturalist. And right now, I think worldwide, there's like 84. So I'm one of 84. So what all this means to you, the listener, is that when you call 457-1290, you are getting expert, true, bona fide, expert advice. And that advice is going to be founded and rooted in reliable science. I can't say that enough. Making decisions about your landscape, making decisions about your trees and plants should be rooted in reliable science. It cannot be rooted in factless material. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Um, I'm really bothered on a lot of fronts that my own industry just can't follow the science. And we're going to talk a lot today about proper tree care, proper lawn care. We're going to talk about good, bad, good bugs and bad bugs. But most importantly, the things that we want to hear about are from you. That's right. It's like Jay is out there from someplace. And in in Radio Land, we're going to talk to Jay right now about weeds. Jay, good morning, and uh, welcome to WHIO Radio. Thank you. Uh, I've got a weed problem. It's a broadleaf weed that I have. I've killed it with uh, different types of weed killer, but it keeps coming back. And they can't kill it. Right? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Okay, first of all, do we know the name of the weed? Uh, somebody told me it was a broadleaf weed. Okay, that could be a whole boatload. Um, I know it. It's like a viney weed. That, uh, okay, we go. Let's, let's let's kind of break this down. Okay, because uh, let me explain one thing, and this is one of those things where I'm really glad you called, but realize that for us to control a pest. And this is a really foundationally important thing that you just want everybody to listen to this very comment. To control a pest, and it could be a weed, it could be a disease, it could be an insect. Okay, you following me here? Yeah. For you to control that particular issue, you have to properly identify it. All right. All right, so let's kind of go through it. It's, it's, it's kind of viney, right? Yeah, the viney uh, broadleaf weed. Okay, and um, does it flower or anything? No. No flowers. And when you when you touch it, does it poke you or anything like that? No. Okay, and the and the leaves of the viney weed are they what color? Are they a really dark green or kind of light green or what color is it? What color of leaf does it have? Dark a dark green. A dark green. Okay. Um and uh, let me think what else here. And does it, at the end of that vine, does it have like a kind of a little tendril that kind of looks like a grapevine? It kind of like wants to wrap around stuff? No. Okay. All right. So I'm thinking that you may, I'm thinking you may have a, 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 a vining milkweed is what I think you may have. Yeah. Or you may have another type. But let's kind of talk. And it, every year does it come back? Uh, uh, I Put it this way, about two, oh, I say about a month ago, I killed it all off, and last about three weeks it came back. I just hit it again with some uh, weed killer that's starting to show back, uh, rear it on your head again. And what what weed killers are you using? Uh, I got some stuff from one of the supply outs, supposed to have uh, 43% glycose in it, uh, some heavy duty weed killer. And, uh, okay. The only thing I haven't killed, what I put down is uh, kill all. Okay. Well, I think what you, I think the plant that you have, and I could be totally wrong on this, I think you have a plant called field bindweed. Yeah. And field bindweed is in the morning glory family. And it has a pretty extensive uh, root system, it's almost uh, cord like. Um, And it can develop extensively with uh, tap roots and vertical roots and horizontal roots. And I hate to tell you this, but that taproot has been found to extend at least nine feet deep in the soil. So what's yeah. so what's happening? And let me explain to you where this where this is where the science comes in. What's happening is when you apply that glyphosate, you are killing a part of the plant, but not all the plant. And so what I'm going to suggest: where are these plants located in relationship to the desirable plants? 
uh, it's along the side of my garage where I want to put grass seed at. Okay, so it's kind of a, a no-grow zone already, right? Right. Okay. What I would I tell you of the herbicide that I think you'll get really good control with this plant with is some type of what they call a synthetic oxen. Okay. And synthetic oxens would be like weed be gone type of product that contains like 2,4-D in it. Yeah. They just keep in mind that 2,4-D is extremely dangerous to desirable plants. Right. So in this particular case, what I would suggest you do is I would like for you to alternate between the glyphosate and some type of 2,4-D. And okay. I would, t- in, in this time of year, you would be best to you anytime that you're applying 240, you want to f- apply what they call an amine formulation. Yeah. And you'll actually read that on the label. You'll look at the active ingredient and you'll look for the word amine. Okay. And I would like for you to apply the 240 amine formulation and see what happens. You'll be amazed how quick this stuff dies. And this is why. This is yeah, it's it died off, but it like it died off again. I hit it again, it died off. It started to come back again. Okay, and, keep, but uh, but keep after it. That's the take home message here. It may take you two years to get rid of this stuff. Oh, okay. But that. Right. But my point being though is alternate between glyphosate and the two four D amine formulation, and this is why weeds build up resistance. Okay. Yeah. And they build up resistance for a number of different reasons. But if you alternate between different groups of herbicides, you can get better control. But most importantly, the 2,4-D amine formulation is like heroin to plants, okay? This stuff, it it messes with the plant's internal uh, hormonal mechanisms, and, okay. and that's what you want to do. You want to make that plant literally have massive, uncontrolled cell division that it blows itself up. All right. Does that make that's sense cool. to you? Okay. Yep. Yeah, but but can, do me a favor. Before you start doing all this, I'd like for you to take a photograph of this particular plant that you're having a challenge with. And I'd like for you to email me a photograph of it so I can review it just to make sure I'm, I'm guiding you in the right direction, okay? Okay. <laughs> and well, you, somebody told me to put like uh, black plastic over the top of it and let it sit during this hot time. You'll bake the ground and uh, kill the roots out that way. It will work to a point. But the problem is with this plant, it, grow, it, grows, it grows these rhizomes sideways. Yeah. So you may make a, make a bigger area of weak <laughs> weeds that way oh, okay so that's my that's my fear so again yeah. let's send me an email at m is in mark weber w-e-b-b-e-r at okay. weberlandscaping.com or you can post it at gardentalkblog.com just send me some photographs of what this looks like so that i can just verify that you're on the right path okay okay no problem thank, thank you, you sir and, and have a good day jay you too bye-bye bye-bye and if you've got a question like jay or maybe a challenge you would like to talk to me. I would love to talk to you at 457-1290. And when we come back, we'll give you an updated weather forecast. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how to be, should you be maintaining your lawn in the month of July. I want to give you some really important tips and uh, on how to make your lawn look better and uh, instead of causing it problems. <laughs> More of that in your calls on Garden Talk on 1290-957 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Your mandated energy costs will soon double if action isn't taken now by Senator Peggy Lehner. But with House Bill 6... She can stop it. This reform will actually lower your electric bill. Peggy Lehner can give you an 88% reduction in mandated energy costs over the next six years, saving you money every month on your electric bill. Peggy Lehner can save Ohio jobs. Politicians always say they want to save jobs. Well, this is a perfect opportunity for politicians to save our jobs. Over 4,000 Ohio families are at risk. Entire communities will be devastated without Peggy Lehner's help. It's an investment in Ohio jobs 
Ohio Energy, and Ohio's future. There is still time. Ask Senator Peggy Lehner to pass House Bill 6. Call 614-466-4538. More jobs, lower bills for Ohio. Paid for by Generation Now, Inc. Wild Birds Unlimited. The summer bird food sale is on at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering. Our custom seed blends contain high-quality fresh seed. Try our no-mess blends that are perfect for summer feeding because they leave no mess under your feeder. You'll keep your yard tidy and you're sure to attract a wonderful variety of beautiful birds to your yard, too. And while you're getting great deals on the best bird food in town, check out all the wonderful garden decor ideas we have to make your backyard a beautiful summer sanctuary. You'll find a wide selection of bird baths, chimes, garden art, and of course, we have the highest quality bird feeders, many of them being made in America and offering lifetime guarantees. All 20-pound bags of seed are on sale. And don't forget, Daily Savings Club members save an extra 5% off the sale price of the best bird food in town at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at Far Hills and Stroop across from Town & Country Shopping Center. Stop in and save today. Wild Birds Unlimited, we bring people and nature together. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Families often remark that pre-planning was the greatest gift a parent has given them. Act with love, plan ahead, and talk about what you might want. Help your family by relieving the burden of difficult financial and emotional decisions during a time of grief. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Whether you're a young athlete, active adult, or weekend warrior, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton is there when your body needs repair. Like a trusted friend you can rely on, OID has been providing care to patients in Dayton and surrounding communities since 1971 with services like sports medicine, spinal care, total joint replacement, hand, foot, and ankle, along with MRIs and physical therapy with a team of dedicated fellowship-trained physicians with you every step of the way. So remember, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton. To learn more, visit orthodayton.com. Need a U.S. passport? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Foley your Montgomery County Clerk of Courts. Visit one of our convenient auto title locations in Huber Heights, Clayton, Downtown, Moraine, and Centerville. Make us your first destination before you travel abroad. No appointments ever needed. We do passports.com for more info. The recovery continues from the Memorial Day tornadoes, and WHIO isn't going anywhere. Listen for live local updates on Miami Valley recovery efforts and stories from our community. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Good morning, everybody, and uh, if I can help you with your yard gardening or landscaping challenges, Give us a call right now at uh, 457-1290 or, or give us a, or join us in the Garden Talk blog chat room. Let's check out the updated weather forecasts from New Center 7. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees. Mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70, and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar right now is perfectly clear. We have got a gorgeous sunrise right now here in the eastern horizon here at our South Main studio. It's one of the blessings that I get to witness here at the station doing garden talk as I get to watch the sun come up. Um, right now it's 64 degrees up at the airport, 64 in Springboro, 60 in Wilmington, and 56 at my house. On the station that uh, you depend on for weather, traffic, and of course garden talk for the last 28 plus years, right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290, I want to give you a quick reminder that really this time of year, it's good to go out and walk your landscape and kind of do an inspection of the condition of the plants that are in your, in your landscape, particularly your trees. And if you see that your trees and plants don't look right or something doesn't seem right, do not be bashful. Don't, uh, 
Don't hesitate. Call a qualified professional out to do an inspection on your property to figure out what's really going on with it. And a good qualified professional would be typically an ISA, as an International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborist. And more so, if you see some very large holes in your trees, make sure that you have a certified arborist look at them because there likely could be also an invasive pest called the Asian longhorn beetle, which we're still trying to find all of it these days. So just be on the lookout. Let's head to the telephone lines. And uh, Javon, I see Victoria. What is her Victoria's question, if you could help me there? She had a question about weeds. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Victoria, good morning, and welcome to WHIO Radio. Good morning. Morning, ma'am. I have a question, seeing you were just talking about eradicating weeds. I propagated what I thought was a ground cover from a friend's mother's garden, and it. what I found out is it was very aggressive. And as I looked online, I believe it's called either gout weed, or snow on the mountain. Yeah, agapodium. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it's really aggressive. I've dug it up, dug it up, dug it up. They recommend the black plastic. So I'm interested in hearing what you have. Well, this is a plant that it's sold in the trade. And we need to you know, let everybody know about this. This is a plant that's sold in the trade. It has a very attractive green and white leaf or a green leaf, depending on which cultivar you choose. Um, and it's been around since the beginning of time. At least I can remember my mother having it in her gardens when I was a kid growing up. It's a plant that's really aggressive, man. I mean, by usually by mid to late summer, it gets a rust disease and it looks like heck in a hand basket basket. And, and I generally will tell people the best prevention, not to have gout weed is not the planet. <laughs> exactly. So let's kind of talk about eradication. Um, Glyphosate is a broadly is a is a, um, a herbicide that kills about anything it touches for the most part unless there is some type of resistance within the weed. But also keep in mind that these are plants that, like the last gentleman had, that have a lot of root reserves, a lot of carbo what they call carbohydrates stored up in their roots. So you may have to take multiple applications of herbicides to finally get rid of it, all right? And so one application typically is not going to do it. Okay. So, and this is where we as human beings tend to be a little bit more, let's say, impatient, so to speak, okay? So keep in mind that going after this plant with a vengeance or kind of a scorched earth thing would be really important. Now, if you got other plants that are mixed with this stuff, my suggestion would be, ma'am, is to uh, save the plants that you got, but finally, just realize that you may have to have a scorched earth thing go for a while before you can finally get rid of it long-term. Thanks for your call, and have a great weekend, ma'am. Here on Garden Talk on 1290 and New 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 6.30. I'm Dave Daniels with a WHIO News update. Our top story, Tropical Storm Barry is bearing down on the Louisiana coast. Tropical Storm Barry looks to bring rain into the Miami Valley. I'll let you know when. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic looking good on this early Saturday morning on your Miami Valley highways and byways. No accidents or delays to tell you about. If you're northbound on 75 from Edwin C. Moses headed up to I-70, that 10-mile drive will take you about nine minutes. Our top story, the Gulf Coast is preparing for the arrival of Tropical Storm Barry this morning. David Begno is in Grand Isle, Louisiana, near the tip of the Bayou State. Mayor David Cammerdale wanted to show us why Tropical Storm Barry brings new fears of more coastal erosion. We're on the front line. As the crew, this is the storm coming. We're the first barrier island to protect New Orleans. 
This is the protection of New Orleans. Some forecasts saying Barry will dump between 20 and 25 inches of rain on Louisiana. Well, lots of things to do around the Miami Valley today, if you don't mind being hot. Country concert continues today in Fort Loramie. It's going to start off cool and comfortable, but by the afternoon and into the early evening hours, that heat index is going to be all the way up towards 90 degrees. Thankfully, plenty of sunshine throughout the day. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag is back in moments with his exclusive WHIO forecast. A Mechanicsburg man is in critical condition after a crash involving a hay baler on U.S. 68 in Clark County. 74-year-old Teddy Rice struck the left rear of a hay baler being pulled by 40-year-old Carl Deslam of Springfield on northbound 68. Rice's SUV then struck another vehicle and overturned. He was careflighted to Miami Valley Hospital with life-threatening injuries. Troopers say the hay baler had no taillights and should not have been on the road. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees. Mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70 and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear this hour. It's 61 degrees now in Eaton, 60 in Springfield, and 64 degrees in Dayton at 633. With news on the hour, the half, and instantly when it breaks, I'm Dave Daniels on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk depend on it. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original mattress factory store or visit us at originalmattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you, and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. You're listening to Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. Did you know that uh, only 1%, 1% of all the bugs in the world, 1% of all the world of the bugs in the world are harmful? And 99% of all the insects in this world provide benefits to all of us. Those benefits include pollination. Those benefits include the destruction of the 1% that are bad. And more so that uh, 99% also is important to the food chain, to so many other animals in the world as well as plants. 
You see, in your landscape, there are good bugs that are lurking, and there's bad, bad bugs as well. In many cases, there are people out there who want to apply pesticides to kill that 1%. Maybe it's a mosquito. Maybe it's a tick. Maybe it's something that doesn't exist. And this is it. When you have insects to control, it's important to know what the name of that insect is. If it even exists in your landscape, and more so, the applications of those pesticides to kill that 1%, what effect will they have on the other 99% and even you and maybe the rest of the dog or the family pet? The bottom line is, folks, don't randomly apply pesticides just because you think you've got a problem. Know the problem, identify the problem, and use what science tells us is the best means and ways to control the problem. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you at 457-1290 and roughly six minutes or so, we're going to go into the garden kitchen and we're going to talk about jalapenos delicious jalapenos we're going to talk about jalapenos and all the things to leave a little history about jalapenos that you may have never heard of before and let's go right to the telephone lines at 457-1290 let's go talk to don in winchester indiana good morning don good morning mark how can i help you sir yeah um i had a question we have a this is an ongoing pest problem going into your Last little thing about the bugs. Um, I've got uh, orchard I started last year. This is the second year for it. And last year I had a lot of Japanese beetles. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're coming back again this year. Last year, there's kind of like a wide tail, I guess. You know, my mom had suggested using a real dilute concentration of dish soap with water. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to work pretty well for me. But um don't go the most harmless route with like don't, the killing not don't, the beneficial. Don't 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 homemade no. ho- homemade concoctions of pesticides are an unknown material. They are it put your plants at higher risk of injury if you wouldn't apply to anything. Okay? See the thing is is homemade remedies are simply um an unknown risk to the plants you're applying them to more so they are an unknown risk to you you know why i don't know why (laughs) they are untested see every pesticide that's sold in the united states okay has to be registered and tested and vetted through the environmental protection agency called the epa you know what it costs to register a pesticide in the united states today I can only imagine. 20 plus million dollars and sometimes more. Oh, goodness. So what that means is, is when that product is registered, it is vetted. It is tested. For example, I think most herbicides have to have 40 separate studies done to show their level of efficacy to different types of plants before the, even the registration will be allowed for by the, by the federal government. And the reason that's there is to protect you and I from problems, okay? It's a really good thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and the reality is, is that when people use these homemade concoctions, and that's what they are, they're applying something with an unknown concentration. They're applying something that has an unknown risk, and it's dangerous, You've created a dangerous situation, what they call a dangerous condition. It's bad enough you've got a pest problem, but a lot of the times these things, it's like I love it when people do this homemade herbicide thing. They put it on the internet and act like they're an expert. But did you know there's over like 30 different types of vinegar alone in the United States? And vinegar can actually cause blindness in your eyes? I've heard of that one as a... as a remedy for this, as a matter of fact, on the internet, I didn't do it, but but the point is, you're putting enough. you're putting yourself, person, at risk. Okay, correct. So why do it? 
it's so it's, I it's, should just go with something. It's registered. You know. It's right. registered. Okay. There are That'd be so much easier anyway. I, just, I thought I was going like the most harmless route, and it was Don dish soap that you know. It's like I said that you, there's a remedy that'll cure a lot of things supposedly, like I said on the internet. But there's but there's insecticidal uh-huh. soaps out there, right? That have been okay. formulated by a chemist, manufactured under a standard, okay, to produce a, a predictable result. Does that make sense? It does. It's it's it's. Think about it. If you had a medical condition that requires a certain dosage of medicine, you follow me here. I do. <laughs> does it make sense to make your own concoction of that medicine without knowing that you've got the right chemical makeup in that? concoction you're putting yourself at increased risk of harm aren't you yes that's a good analogy i'm a nurse so yeah you see what i'm saying don't (laughs) it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy to put your plants at risk applying these homemade concoctions it's simply ludicrous so why why do something like that? It's does it, it it's 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 a recipe for failure and a recipe for for people to be hurt. Okay, I'm I'm not having a tremendous amount of damage on my orchard so far. So I you know if I could just avoid it altogether, maybe. And you and you, you know, the critical the, the critical thing you're saying, Don, is you haven't hit the critical place where it's of high economic importance. Right. And we call that IPM. It's integrated pest management. And one of the keys is you can tolerate some damage without having to spend any money and apply something and also endanger other beneficial insects and animals. Right. So, that's exactly what I'm trying not to do. You know, the, mm-hmm. and the easiest route, of course, is to buy the pesticide. But um, but, there was, but there's organic so, there's organic sides to this, too. There's okay. a, called imazepecan, I think it's called. It's come from the neem plant. It's a very, a very effective insecticide against Japanese beetles, and it's okay. very soft on 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 predators. So again, there's a there's a there's a calculated answer to the problem. Forget the homemade remedy thing. It's it's a disaster waiting to happen. Don, I gotta go. Okay, thank you so much for hey, the information. Happy gardening, and thank you for being part of Garden Talk. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye bye. And without further ado, up on the Horticultural Hotline, we are joined by your friend of mine, who is the, what's your title now, Rich? I keep on trying to remember your title there at Snyder. I am the Horticulture Program Assistant for Clark County, the Ohio State University Clark County Extension. Thank you. Thank you. I will remember that (laughs) till the day I die. Okay. (laughs) be a quiz <laughs> sorry i i got all wound up about homemade concoctions um <laughs> it's just crazy stuff rich this week well, i did like that you uh i did like that you mentioned uh, the safer soap the yeah or insecticidal soaps See, because that kind of ties in nicely with my blog post yeah this is this is the point folks you do not want to take a additional risk of using an unknown untested material that may cause you harm and the environment harm. It's simply too, too risky. And you put your, and by, by the way, also, I didn't forget to throw this in, but you're also in violation of federal and state law, too. So, <clears throat> Rich, this week you talked a little bit about caterpillars. Tell us about it. Caterpillars, big worms. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, uh, both of these showed up in my yard <laughs> as an army mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at about the same time. And, you know, I did a little research and actually they have a, a about a four week or so period from hatch to uh, to maturity before they go into to chrysalis stage. And the damage for these coincides in appearance and timing a lot with Japanese beetles. And I think people may overlook these until it's mm, damages is considerably more than they want to tolerate. And we're talking um, about which one we know. Yeah. You, you, and you mo- the first one was the tomato plant, which I thought was excellent. Yes. It's, Sorry. It's, the studio is falling worm apart worm. on my foot here right now. Go ahead, sir. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's this, this, well, there's this, yeah, there's this, this plate underneath the table here at the station on the studio and I actually tipped it with my toe, and the whole thing just came flying back and whacked me in the knee. 
Okay, we're back to back, we're back to normal. My knee's fine. Yeah, and the tomato hornworm can be kind of a scary little creature if you walk up and see it. Yeah, these things look like little dragons almost, and they're as long as an adult's finger and about as thick as an adult's finger. And they have a they actually have a, a pointed a dark pointed barb on their uh, their rear end, and so they look a little scary. But um, really, they're only interested in consuming as much of your tomato plant as they can possibly get away with. And they are they have a voracious appetite. They will eat not only leaves but stems, and they will also eat uh, green ripening fruit. Uh, and then, you know, they'll get to oh, a good two to three inches long, and they will at that point uh, go into their chrysalis stage and they'll emerge as a uh, a hawk moth mm-hmm. uh, it's a native species and they feed entirely on members of the nightshade family right which people think well big deal well that includes um, tomatoes tomatoes potatoes tomatoes peppers eggplants potatoes yeah yep yep also any of the tobaccos, both the uh, the ones that are grown for smoking as well as the ornamental tobaccos, mm-hmm. and a lot of the ornamental um, detouras. So there's a lot out there for them to eat <laughs> and, uh-huh. uh, and complete their life cycle. And then the other one oh, yes. is <laughs> <laughs> this one. The damage on this is phenomenal. Yep. I planted a... Uh, a young catalpa last year. It's about two, ten, ten feet tall, maybe an inch and a half caliper trunk. Um, beautiful foliage. I actually, uh, this was on my blog post a few weeks back, and it's uh, it's a uh, a species that's not real common, or it's actually a, probably a variety, uh, purpurea. I looked out there and I thought, wow, those Japanese beetles are going nuts. And then I looked closer, and there were probably up to six of these things on each leaf just munching away and they were eating everything but the thickest veins in the leaf and this one is called the oddly enough the uh catalpa worm yeah it is also it's a it's closely related to the tomato hornworm uh it's also a native species and it does uh, mature into another hawk moth um and something interesting about these also is the the catalpa worm, which I've heard of just in passing from folks. If they're fisher, uh, if they're if they're interested in fishing, these are apparently some of the best bait going. That's uh, what I heard too. Rich, I we gotta go because we gotta talk about jalapenos. Jalapenos. Well, anyway, we're real quick. The best control for these is to either blast the the catalpa worms off the plant right. with a hose, or just hand pick them yep. and throw them out there for the birds to eat or step on them. Yep, and a lot of times there's no there's no need to be using pesticides um, because it's literally crazy. It doesn't you're not going to get it. It's just it's just a hit and miss thing, and, and there are they're they're better to use mechanical controls to do with it, and they will not destroy the plant. Rich, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will talk to you very soon. Okay, great. Okay, take take, take care. Bye bye. Folks, let's go into the Garden Kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. I always try to pick out vegetables that uh, I am harvesting or growing or enjoying or fruits and things that I grow and I don't enjoy and at my house right now my uh, one solitary jalapeno bush and it's become a bush it's nearly three feet tall and two and a half feet wide is bearing and is laid down with a boatload and I mean a boatload of jalapenos in fact I believe I have outproduced what the average jalapeno bush should produce um, jalapenos have various Latin American names, but um, it, its meaning means the fat chili pepper. And um, the name jalapeno is a Spanish name that's uh, spelled jalapa. It's the capital city of Veracruz, Mexico. 
where the pepper was traditionally cultivated. What's interesting is the genetic analysis of this plant shows that it has a distinct genetic clad, meaning there are no real close sisters to jalapenos in the pepper world. These plants, uh, the jalapeno was used by the Aztecs uh, during, it was found during the Spanish inquest into Mexico, and it was found that uh, this was an important plant to the Aztecs. In fact, it found that the they would smoke these and create what we know today as chipotle, chipotles. What's interesting is that these are the, what most moles are made out of, as well as fresh salsas and other types of uh, cooking. The thing is that these types of peppers bring lots of flavor, heat, as well as flavor into food. Typically, you can grow a jalapeno in about 70 to 80 days. The typical plant produces 25 to 35 of these really cool pods. And one of the cool things about jalapenos are is that when they turn red, the heat goes up. And that's where sriracha sauce comes from, by the way. Jalapenos will thrive in soil. They just need warm temperatures. And more so, jalapenos have a mild to hot, hot flavor depending on the cultivar depending on the soil, and also, most importantly, depending on the number of scars that you see on the pepper. Meaning, when you see those small cork-like scars, it's a positive correlation with an increased heat level of the jalapeno. So when you go to pick it out at the market, if you don't grow it, look for those scars if you want more heat. If you want less heat, pick out your jalapenos without scars and enjoy your jalapeno. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now, 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290, when we come back, your calls on Garden Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Having an elective surgery, an extended stay at the hospital that requires rehab? Look to the St. Leonard campus in Centerville to transition you or a loved one from hospital to home. Private rehab suites are available, and with our second phase now open, you'll have access to all the amenities that St. Leonard has to offer. Our caring and professional staff provide services to meet your individual wants and needs. Contact Jennifer at 583-6502. Most insurance is accepted. Visit homeishere.org for more info. Thanks for calling 1-800-GOT-JUNK. This is Sarah. How can I help? I was just calling to say thanks for saving my move. How did we do that? Our stuff was loaded, but we were out of time. And there was a mountain of junk we were leaving behind. My neighbor said, call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. They made junk disappear. All you have to do is point. We came through for you? You saved my move. You're an angel for calling. Thank you. Thank you. To make junk disappear, call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. Summertime is here, which means the threat of severe weather. WHIO is the only radio station in the Miami Valley with meteorologists monitoring local weather 24-7. From Springfield to Trotwood and Tip City to Xenia, keeping your family safe is our number one goal. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. That's right, folks. The more scars that you see on a jalapeno, they call that corking. Actually, it's a positive correlation with an increased heat index of that particular vegetable. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees, mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70 and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. 
I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is clear as a bell. We've got a gorgeous sunrise on tap right now in the eastern horizon. I'm getting to see the sun kind of peek through this giant ginkgo tree across the street. It's 64 in Dayton on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You know what? We've got almost two plus hours of Garden Talk that remain, so this, things are going to be exciting here on Garden Talk for the next two hours. Let's go talk to Pam and Vandalia. Va Pam and Vandalia, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk with Mark Weber. Hi, how are you? I am blessed to talk to you, Pam. How can I help? I don't know about that. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Pam, yeah, I, 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 love, I love helping people, Pam. So talk, how can I help you? And I hope you can. Uh, we have two ash trees, okay? And when the ash bore came through several years ago, the one is okay. I mean, they're full-grown, beautiful trees. But the one is in apron, I guess you want to call it, in the center of the tree, um, is dead. Okay. The rest of it is it looks good. We do see, you know, some new growth. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what we should do about the middle part of the branches, you know, of the tree that are dead. You know, should we cut it away? You know, what should we do? I think you really need to work with a qualified arborist, okay? okay. You okay. need to work with a certified arborist. And certified arborists have been tested and vetted to meet the minimal standards of, of arbor culture. Uh, and Pam, and, and, and there are, we are blessed in Ohio with lots of certified arborists, okay? Okay. In fact, you know, you may not know this, but Ohio is really the root of all certified arborists throughout the world. Did you know that? Ohio, no, I didn't know that. Ohio was one of the first places in the, in the world that actually oh, had gosh. the first certified arborist. So okay. we, you have, you live in a state that has such a rich history of professional arbor culture. Um, it's it's amazing, and I'm really proud to be part of that. So Good. I would suggest you go to a website called Trees Number Four Ohio dot org, okay. and it's a website that that I was actually part of developing that you can look up your own certified arborist and okay. uh, there's lots of good tree care information there. And also Pam, if you love trees, yes. you can get a license plate now that says trees for Ohio.org and all the, oh, okay. all the proceeds that go to the sale of that license plate go directly to the scholarship fund to educate future arborists and professionals in the future. It's a really great program and it's for a great cause. So Pam, call, get yourself a certified arborist. Go to trees4ohio.org and have a great weekend, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. More Garden Talk will continue. Don't forget, during the week, if you need my help, you can always go to www.weberlandscaping.com and or join us live here at gardentalkblog.com on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.